Hey, and welcome to the Healthier You podcast. This is the number one place to be if you are a female leader looking to massively uplevel your health. My name is Sarah Elizabeth and I'm your host. I'm a women's health coach with a mission to guide you into becoming the CEO of your health and your life. So each week we'll delve into topics to help you optimize your health, whether that be hormones, gut health, mindset, nutrition, personal growth, and so much more. I am so, so excited that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, my loves. I hope that you're all doing really, really well and having an amazing week so far. I'm super excited for this episode because we're gonna be delving into part two of how to increase your libido naturally. So if you were here last week, which I definitely recommend if you haven't listened to last week's, give it a listen, it's a really, really good one, but we really focused in that episode on the emotional side of things, right? If you're in this mentality of go, 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 more is always better, constantly striving for the next thing, that is not only gonna be having an impact on your cortisol levels, on your hormones, but therefore also your libido. And so getting out of that mentality is really, really important and almost as important as doing the nutritional work, which we're to talk about today. So this episode is a lot more kind of nutrition focused. It's very practical. It's going to be really implementable. And actually you'll be able to kind of think through all of the different points and see which one of these really apply to me. And is this something that I personally need to focus on? Now, the first thing that I wanted to mention here is to have a strong libido, it's really important that you're eating and that you're eating consistently. I know a lot of the listeners of this podcast, myself included, have a history of yo-yo dieting and restriction and just being in this less food is better mentality and always trying to eat as little as possible, always jumping on the next fad, the next diet. And this has a massive correlation with low libido because you need enough energy for libido to be there, right? The way that your body sees it is things that are nice to have, things like sex drive, things like healthy hair and nails, healthy skin are always going to come from a place of overflow for your body, right? Your body is always going to focus on having enough energy to do the day-to-day tasks that it needs to do just to keep you alive first. And if all of its resources are being pulled into that, your body will naturally forget about the uh, nice-to-haves that it doesn't have the energy to serve. So if you are not eating enough, or if you have a history of just chronic restriction, chronic dieting, you're never allowing yourself to eat proper meals, there's food groups that you are completely um, restricting from your diet, this is going to have a massive, massive impact on your libido. And I think step one for anybody who is listening to this episode is to think about how much you're still restricting. Are you still skipping breakfast? Are there still meals where you're not allowing yourself to eat certain food groups? Are you hitting all of your food groups? That's really, really important. And so really asking yourself how much of your low libido has got to do with food groups that you are missing out on. So low libido is often coupled with other conditions or symptoms. And so it's really helpful to take stock of all of the other things that you might be experiencing alongside your low libido, right? So for example, low libido and heavy painful periods is really helpful because that's then pointing to a hormonal imbalance. 
if you are someone who has low libido, but you're also experiencing chronic migraines, those two things are not separate. Those two things will be coming from the same root cause. And so that's really helpful to know as well. Is it low libido and high stress? In which case we need to look at cortisol levels. So you can start to understand, and this is something that I always say in all of my episodes with all of my clients, is that your symptoms are your body's way of communicating with you and trying to tell you what is going on, what's happening under the surface here and what needs work. And this is very much one of them. And so really taking stock of the other symptoms that you might be experiencing and seeing where the connection is there is really, really helpful. So once you're really clear on the fact that you are eating consistently, that you are consistently well-nourished, that you are no longer skipping meals, that you are eating a balanced plate with all of the food groups that you need, including fats, right? Because your hormones are literally made from fats. So if you're on a low-fat diet, that's not helpful. If you're on a low-carb diet, that's not helpful. And if you're not eating enough protein, that's not helpful either. And we'll talk about all of these things in a little bit more detail in a second. But essentially, you're ensuring that you are eating enough food and that you're eating enough food consistently as well this is really really important and then you've noted down hopefully all of the other symptoms that you might be experiencing so that you can recognize what other systems may be under stress in the body so for example if you notice that all of your other symptoms are nervous system related that's really interesting that helps us to put a picture together of what might be going on and how that might be impacting your libido then we've got you know gastrointestinal system so if you struggle with your gut and you're also struggling with your libido you might think that that those two things are not related they absolutely are if you're someone who struggles with a lot of bloating a lot of constipation this is a real contributing factor to recirculating hormone around the body which can cause hormonal imbalances which can manifest as low libido so there's lots of different contributing factors and understanding where the other symptoms are can be really really helpful so those two things are your very bare basics when it comes to understanding why your libido might be low from a real nutritional point of view So now that we're clear on these very bare basics, I also want to touch on balancing your blood sugar because this is something that's getting a lot of airtime on Instagram at the moment. There's someone called the glucose goddess who you might follow, who's sharing a lot of graphs on, you know, what raises your blood sugar and this food in comparison to this food and how one will raise your blood sugar, but the other one won't. And as much as the ethos of this is really helpful and understanding the basic principles of balancing your blood sugar is really, really helpful. I'm also slightly concerned that we're getting into this place where we're obsessing about blood sugar and such as life, where we find something new out and we recognize that a specific nutritional concept is really helpful for us. And then we go all in with it and start obsessing over it and it becomes the new thing. So the first thing to note on balancing your blood sugar is the fact that your blood sugar is supposed to rise a little bit, right? You are supposed to get some blood sugar fluctuation. And so I don't want us all to start being really terrified of all of the different fluctuations that happen with our blood sugar. What we really want to be aware of is that you're not on this massive blood sugar roller coaster all day long um, that you'll know if you are, by the way, because you'll be experiencing, um, you know, low energy, you'll be getting afternoon slumps, you'll be feeling irritable, you'll be feeling irrational around food, insatiable around food, you'll be experiencing a lot of cravings for either sugar or carby foods, you'll be experiencing hormonal imbalances. Some people have different symptoms uh, to others, but it's 
usually pretty clear if you're experiencing some blood sugar regulation and oftentimes these are the symptoms that we kind of class as normal or the symptoms that we're just trying to put up with are actually just symptoms of blood sugar dysregulation and so it's you know it's quite clear if you're experiencing them once you get clear on on your actual symptoms and again this is something that I go through in a lot more detail in my workshop so either the love your cycle masterclass or the eating for optimal energy masterclass would be really really good for understanding this in a little bit more detail but essentially your blood sugar is supposed to fluctuate a little bit and so I don't want us to be in this situation where we're constantly you know we're wearing these continuous glucose monitors that I know are really really popular at the moment and everyone's obsessing over any tiny increase in their blood sugar what's also really important to mention is that um, what raises your blood sugar won't necessarily raise somebody else's right and so everybody's Um, reaction to certain foods is going to be completely different. Some people are very metabolically flexible um, and have a lot more resiliency to blood sugar fluctuations or foods that potentially might raise their blood sugar and actually it doesn't affect them so much. Whereas some other people um, may be particularly sensitive to blood sugar dysregulation and you'll understand that through your symptoms. You don't need to be consistently obsessing over every single thing that you are putting in your body in order to understand that. You're symptoms tell a story and you don't need these massive gadgets um, that are giving you all of these crazy stats on this that the other to understand that your symptoms will be telling you and so that's the next thing to know the other really important thing about balancing your blood sugar is the fact that high stress also increases your blood sugar levels so I have had clients who are in that kind of optimization phase of their health journey and they are wearing a continuous glucose monitor and what they notice is they're not eating anything at all they're just sat in a really stressful meeting and in that stressful meeting they notice that their blood sugar is has raised and so sometimes it's not even about food it's about the experience of being in a really stressful meeting or being sat in traffic or whatever it is right and so again going back to this idea of not consistently obsessing over every single thing that you do because that in itself is impacting your stress levels and everything else and so hopefully that brings you a little bit of peace to know that (laughs) we don't have to obsess over every tiny thing or buy these expensive gadgets to understand what's going on blood sugar wise for the most part right and so The basic principles of balancing your blood sugar is that you have a balanced plate, right? That you are eating a protein-focused diet. So ensuring that protein is the main event on your plate, that it is the main thing that you are focusing on eating of eating on your plate, right? And so between 25 to 50 grams of protein, the reason that I say 50, I know that sounds excessive, but when you do sit down and eat a uh, grass-fed organic steak in the evening, chances are that's probably got about 50 grams of protein in it. So, but at least 25 to 30-ish grams of protein in every meal is really, really important and that is going to uh, really regulate your blood sugar levels throughout the day so that you are experiencing good energy so that you're not experiencing these slumps so that you're not getting cravings so that you're not um feeling like your energy is unstable basically so protein focused meals you're also having fiber and enough of it that feels good for you obviously if you're in a situation where you're struggling with a lot of gut imbalances and you're finding it very difficult to tolerate fiber this is where it might be helpful to work with a practitioner such as myself so that you can understand the root cause of that because you should be able to tolerate fiber so if you're in a place where you can't that's something that you need to address because there'll be some bacteria in your system that are contributing to 
your inability to 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 digest that um and it, the fermentation essentially just isn't on your side and that can be rectified and so fiber is really really important it's important for your gut microbiome it's important to ensure that you're going to the toilet regularly so increasing that is really helpful as well and focus it your meal being really protein and uh, fiber focused is always a really really great place to start if you are eating currently a low fiber diet increasing that fiber gradually and not going from zero to 100 is really helpful because your body's going to take some time to get used to it right and so carbohydrates absolutely belong on your plate you need carbohydrates one of the things that i always say to clients though is to really focus on that protein to carb ratio and ensuring that the protein is the main event of the show right and you'll notice a massive difference with how you're feeling when you do that but carbohydrates especially whole food carbohydrates are really really important and oftentimes are really high in minerals as well so a lot of the women that i have worked with who have been on low carbohydrate diets and they're scared of things like potatoes and sweet potatoes and other forms of whole food carbohydrates we often do their hair mineral testing and then we recognize that they're really low in potassium and it's because they're literally not eating any potassium rich foods because they're terrified of the majority of them and so it's really really important to have especially whole food carbohydrates on your plate it is also your body's preferred source of energy and so it's really really important um, for your energy levels especially if you're someone who's really struggling with your energy to incorporate those it's also really important to mention that in that second phase of your cycle that luteal phase if you are in a place where you are low carb you're probably going to struggle a little bit more right progesterone needs carbohydrates to function and progesterone is the kind of main player in that luteal phase of your cycle and so ensure that you're having enough carbohydrates in that phase of your cycle is really really important and to a certain extent there's going to be some bio individuality here so some people uh, tolerate less carbohydrates if you're someone who is insulin resistant maybe you have pcos having less carbohydrate might be a little bit more helpful because it's going to help you regulate your blood sugar levels which is a huge part of this process which is why it's also really helpful to go and speak to someone and get some tailored support but essentially you need all food groups on your plate in order to regulate your blood sugar levels and fats fats are really really important i know that we are all terrified of them <laughs> not anymore hopefully after listening to this podcast episode but your hormones are literally made from fats right so without adding fats into your diet your hormone health is always going to be a little bit of a shambles and so incorporating some omega-3 fatty acids into your uh, diet is is going to be really really important not only for blood sugar regulation because it, it it does help and support in regulating blood sugar levels but also for the production of hormones right and so it's super important for your libido and so this includes foods like nuts and seeds salmon flax seeds is a really um is one that i'm a really big fan of it's so easy to just chuck in your um smoothies and things like that also remembering to put your flax seeds in the fridge so that they do not oxidize because they are prone to oxidation um but always looking at your plate and asking yourself is it protein focused do i have all of the food groups on here and doing that on a very regular basis on a daily three times a day basis even if you do that for a week and nothing else <laughs> i promise you you will feel so much better so much better and so give it a go see how you feel um, but this will have a massive impact on any symptoms that you're experiencing not even just libido 
And so give that a go and let me know how you feel because I can imagine that you'll be feeling so much better so quickly just by implementing these principles. And you don't need a continuous glucose monitor for this. Again, this goes back to the idea of are you mastering the basics or are you optimizing? And I've got a whole podcast episode on that that I definitely recommend you listen to because I'm just finding that so many people are reaching for these gadgets and things like that. And actually we're not even mastering the basics. And so it's really, really important when it comes to balancing blood sugar, you have that balance plate. You're doing something to manage your stress you are in a situation where you are letting yourself have time to just breathe in the day and you're not constantly overloading yourself with things to do all of the time but also that you are sleeping well all of these things will be contributing to your blood sugar levels throughout the day not just micromanaging everything that goes on your plate so adopt these basic principles and it's if it still needs micromanaging following on from that then maybe look into it but for now master the basics So the next thing that I wanted to talk about is minerals and the importance of minerals when it comes to your libido. There are so many minerals that are really, really important for hormone balance, which therefore um, have an impact on your libido, right? So some really great examples of this is magnesium. Magnesium is so, so important for your hormone health. It's important for blood sugar regulation. It's important for the calming of your nervous system. It's important for sleep. It's important for the balance of your hormones and so if you are in a situation where you are low in magnesium then that is going to have a massive impact on your blood sugar levels selenium is another one so selenium is essentially the fuel the spark plug for your thyroid function and if you didn't know your thyroid is essentially the thermometer of your entire body that sets the temperature for what hormones are being produced when how much of those hormones are being produced along with the temperature of your body your metabolism basically everything is controlled by your thyroid and your thyroid uses selenium as its fuel source right so for those of you who don't know minerals are the spark plugs of your body it's literally like having a car that is full of petrol ready to go but the electrics aren't working the spark plugs aren't 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 spark plugging right and so minerals are really really important and they're often forgotten we will very happily go to the doctors get a blood test and see that we're low in vitamin d or that we're low in b12 or whatever it is all of which may be contributing to symptoms of course but no one ever checks in on where their mineral status is at and I would say that minerals are even more important to be so so mindful of because minerals um, are not just kind of created by the body you have to ingest them you have to consume them whereas with some vitamins your body can store them um, your body can make them with minerals that is not the case and so it's really really important to understand and this is why I'm so passionate about the hair mineral testing because when your blood test results do not give you answers guaranteed your mineral testing will right and so oftentimes again I'm seeing clients who are struggling with hormonal imbalances and then we do their hair mineral testing and their selenium is literally on the floor despite the fact that they've been to the doctors and had their thyroid checked and their thyroid is normal their thyroid still hasn't got the actual fuel the raw materials the spark plugs to actually function right and so that's really really important um 
zinc is another one that's really really important for um, hormonal balance um, potassium super super important sodium super important and so i definitely recommend if you aren't paying attention to your minerals and why minerals are so important go scroll back a little bit to the minerals i think the episode is called on minerals the missing piece to your health puzzle because that will give you a really good indication as to how minerals are just so important for every aspect of your health and to how to increase those into your day-to-day diet and what's really interesting is i see people who in clinic who are taking um, electrolytes every day so they're like i can't be low in minerals because i take electrolytes literally every day and then we still do their hair mineral testing and they're still really low in the exact nutrients that they think they're having every day and the reason for that is when you're under stress you're literally burning through minerals so it doesn't matter if you are ingesting lots and lots if you're under that much stress um, and this is where it's so helpful to get the hair mineral testing because it will tell you how your body is responding to stress and how much of your symptoms are stress related based on where your minerals are at so it's really really interesting stuff um but ensuring that you are eating a really mineral rich diet is so so important and then also making sure that you're absolutely actually absorbing um the nutrients from your food as well because that's another piece of the puzzle right is that if you are in a situation where you're really struggling with your digestion and you're not absorbing those nutrients and that really starts with chewing your food properly um getting yourself into rest and digest when you're eating so that you can appropriately break down the foods that you're eating absorb the nutrients from those foods and um so that your body can utilize those nutrients for the day-to-day tasks aka hormonal balance aka libido right so we're getting the picture here that we need more more is helpful we don't want this less is better mentality around our health and around food So lastly, I wanted to talk about some potential herbal support um, that you might wanna consider if you're struggling with low libido. And I will say that no herbs are going to support you in place of eating enough food like nothing is going to replace you eating enough you eating consistently you balancing your blood sugar throughout the day you making sure that you're eating enough protein you making sure that you're eating enough fiber you making sure that your um digestion is working efficiently so that you can actually absorb the nutrients from those foods but some uh, uh, herbal supplemental support that might be really helpful is maca root which is really really good for sex drive on both parties so both for males and females um, and also ashwagandha which can be really really helpful for stress um, I did a whole thing about um, ashwagandha in my eating for optimal health masterclass so if you want to learn a little bit more about herbal support for stress levels then I will leave the details for that in the show notes as well but those two are some helpful ones to consider and of course a really good quality fish oil um, can be really helpful as well especially if you're not getting your omega-3s in through diet and so um, I'm always quite a big fan of a magnesium supplement obviously this is not medical support this does not replace medical what your doctor says or whatever else but um, from personal experience uh, magnesium has always been really helpful I always notice when I stop taking my magnesium um, from a hormonal perspective as well so a couple of things that you could explore there for a little bit of fun but again if you want to learn a little bit more about herbal support for stress levels and things like that um my eating for optimal health masterclass 
which is a really low investment point. It's literally like 27 pounds um, and it will teach you everything that you need to know about how you can manage your stress on a really practical level um, and how stress impacts the body, how it impacts um, every area of your life. It also touches on recovery from burnout, resiliency to burnout and everything else as well. So that can be a really helpful kind of next step for you if you're in this place and you're resonating with all of this. So I hope that you found this episode super, super helpful. I've really enjoyed sitting and recording it. I know that so many people come to me with this issue of low libido and want to understand why is this happening? Is there anything that I can do? And you absolutely can. And so I'm really excited to share this with you. I hope that it's been helpful. As always, please do screenshot this episode, tag me in it um, so that I can see that you're listening and thank you for supporting the show these podcasts do very much take work so I really appreciate it when you leave reviews and when you share because it keeps the podcast going if I know that it is helping people if I know that it is supportive then it keeps it going essentially so I really really appreciate all of your support and of course if you're in a place where you're like wow all of this has resonated with me and I feel like I need the testing I need to understand what is going on here and um my specific situation then definitely drop me a message I have got a program that is very specific to just the hair mineral testing so it's the hair mineral testing with a real deep dive so we can look into your results specifically um, and have a look at where you are specifically low how your body's responding to stress what your metabolic type is are you a slow or fast metabolizer and how do we support that and how do we change that and so that can be a really really helpful place to start as well so I'll leave all the details to that in the show notes and of course um, if there's anything that you want to know any questions anything like that please do feel free to reach out to me on instagram my instagram is at sarah elizabeth health elizabeth with an s not a z and so sending you lots of love and i'll speak to you next week